0: Good morning and welcome to the Social Collective's podcast. We are super excited. We are on episode 30 and we have a really amazing guest. It's 30. That's a big deal. We have a really amazing guest. We have Gabe Muller and he is the founder of Smokehouse Pilots Club. Hi, Gabe. Thanks for being here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah,
0: we're super excited to have you here. I know there's something going on right now. Everybody's talking about it, so we might as well just get straight to it you're a pilot you have an airplane at the local leesburg airport and there's something going on can you tell us about what's happening
1: yeah so the long and short of it is that um, the leesburg airport is one of two airports in the country that has what we call a remote tower and it's used to provide atc services to all of us as pilots and that's about to go away on june 14th and so from a community standpoint we have a big issue on our hands from a safety standpoint and making sure that this does not happen, I'm afraid that it will, but at the same time, we're doing everything we can so that it doesn't. And if we do lose these these types of services, it's going to cause massive chaos, I think, in the air, maybe on the ground at the airport, but also creating a, a level of uh, safety risk for those that are on the ground in the surrounding communities. God forbid we had a midair because we don't have ATC.
0: Right. You have the Army National Guard right across the street and then you have your children's elementary schools right across the street. Yep. And then my son's middle schools right it's across right the way. Yep. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'm really I guess we talked about it earlier but I think people may be confused as to why this seems like it should be a common sense issue not to not to have this removed. What what's the cause of this?
1: Yeah, I think it is. It's pretty straightforward in the sense that it is common sense to keep it. There is cost involved and there's also a lot of different things with different organizations that are involved. And so, you know, there's the FAs involved, and then there's a, a contractor that was, that, that was providing those services that decided that, uh, you know, they're going to go somewhere else and do that. And that's their choice, and that's all good. But at the end of the day, regardless of all of that, I think it does come down to a safety issue. And I feel like if we as humans can just think a little bit forward and say, hey, if this has worked for now, what, five, six, seven years – um, and we proved it, and they've proved it, the, the contractor has proved it, that this technology can work. And if we can be the leading ones in this in this area, and frankly, the country to do that, I, I really hope we can figure this out because we could be leading by example for other, you know, aviation communities.
0: So what is this technology? This is a leading, cutting-edge technology in the aviation community. And is that one of the reasons that the FAA isn't backing
1: it? Yeah, so let's see. It was 2015, 16, somewhere in there. A company by the name of Saab came in, and they said, hey, we can put in what's called a remote tower. And essentially what that is, just to break it down in simple terms, is that we have cameras on top of the terminal there in Leesburg, and they're 360-degree cameras. And they're always on, uh, well, they're on from 8 to 6. The tower is open from 8 to 6. And what that does is it pipes in a camera feed across the street on Miller Drive, and um, the air traffic controllers sit in a, a dark room and as if they were sitting in a legitimate control tower. And so they have a basically screens that go from side to side, but it's a 360-degree view. And they have radar. They have everything else, but they're watching those screens. And they can even zoom in on something that is moving on the screen. So if there's an airplane coming in, and they can zoom in on that airplane all oh, wow. the way out in the sky, which is pretty cool can't really do that unless you pull out a pair of binoculars or something like that in the tower. All that to say, we also have radar. Um, and so again, we they can see where we're coming in and out of or where we're at on the ground. And so it just it, it's literally just like a control tower as if it were on the airport on site up there looking out the window. It just so happens to be that they're looking at computer screens.
2: And so if this gets taken away, what's left? Do you have a regular tower or
1: yeah, so if this gets taken away, I mean, it can go back to what is simply called an uncontrolled airfield, and there would be no tower services at all. There would be nobody watching out for us, mm-hmm. um, if you will, ATC. I'm doing the air quotes, right? Um, but it's uh, it would be see and avoid, and lots of uh, talking and listening. And so, hopefully, that doesn't happen. The other option is that I've heard is that it could be we going back to what we had as far as having this trailer out there and, and having the controllers in this trailer using binoculars to kind of take a look and see what's going on.
3: Is there a reason why Leesburg Airport can't have, you know, the normal tower that you see at most
1: airports? That really, I think, comes down to a cost play there. I, and I don't know, frankly, I don't know a lot of those details. Right. But I would say it, it simply comes down to cost. And there's a big movement in the FAA to bring down some of these, these towers due to the cost, I believe. So, again, I, I look at all of that and say, you know, I try not to get too far in the weeds with all of that. Mm -hmm. And I try to stay from a standpoint of just saying, hey, this is a common sense issue and we need to keep it. And (laughs) not only for the safety of the pilots and the passengers in those planes, but the people on the ground in those houses. Absolutely.
0: We're not, yeah, it's not a remote airfield. No. It's right there in the heart of Loudoun County. Exactly. Well,
1: we have five flight schools on the field. Uh, We have, I think, almost 300 base aircraft there. Um, You have two FBOs, fixed based operators. Uh, you have net jets coming in there, wheels up. You got all kinds of you know services that are coming in and out of there. Helicopters, and so uh, not to mention just the regular activity of of people going out to fly. I mean, I went out flying last night just for fun, the the heck of it with my friend, and so that's that all of that culmination. And you can see, you know, if you sit out at the airport at the hangar, even last night, you could see that we had what. Probably eleven airplanes in the run-up block, meaning of uh, trying to take off, mm-hmm. and so imagine doing that with with no services right. that are really looking out for you.
3: And I was going to say that I was like, even just driving past that airport right. every day, it's a busy airport for a small airport. It's very There's busy. a lot of traffic.
1: So to put it in perspective, when the tower right now, when the tower is open, uh, so that is from the hours of eight to six uh, p.m., 8, eight a.m. to six p.m. Uh, we do seventy five thousand operations wow. a year. Wow. So seventy-five thousand takeoff and landings a year. And then you can add another twenty to twenty five thousand on top of that for when the tower is closed. Wow. So any hours outside of eight to six coming in and out, you know, at nighttime, twenty, twenty five thousand. So again, it's the numbers are impressive and uh it's one of the busiest GA airports in the country, and especially in the, in the state. And then you have wow. Dulles,
0: like, right there. so
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we are smack dab underneath of the Bravo airspace, and so we're challenged both vertically and laterally, so it's 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 a tight space to maneuver a bunch of airplanes in and around without trying to break airspace, you know. And so it's, the airspace is already complicated in and of itself, and mm-hmm. so now you, you take out the controllers and it's, mm-hmm. It's tough and you know I've been on frequency where I've heard controllers say to an airplane, hey watch it you know turn the left heading 270 to stay out of that space or whatever it is and because there's corners and all that stuff in, in the airspace and so you really got to be on on your game to There's a lot another. going on wow. this is a
0: really a really high traffic area and then you have the politics you've got Washington DC right there you got Mount Weather you've got all the different government and military flights going back right. and forth. Mm-hmm. You've got the Army National Guard right across the street, and I know you have the Black Hawk helicopters coming through sometimes. And you guys, you guys, one of the reasons that I love Loudon is the airport. I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool that we right. have such an amazing resource right here in our county.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, we're very fortunate, and uh, in the services that we have on the field are amazing. Meaning the you know the fuel services, the FBOs, and and things like that take a quick ride in town, your downtown Leesburg, you know, we all love downtown Leesburg. I know mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not to mention people fly in, they'll stay the night somewhere in an Airbnb and go to a brewery somewhere mm-hmm. out in the, in the hills there. And well, so let me
0: just do a little thing right here. So thank you for actually donating to do the sunset tour for one of our raffle prizes. That's going to raise money for one of our local charities, spark, especially mm-hmm. adapted resource clubs. So, so. Not only did you donate as a top level sponsor, but you also donated an air tour above the vineyards and the breweries, um, sunset tour to help us raise money for that charity. So thank you for that. The pilots raise so much money in this area. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure people understand how much money you raise. Like almost a half a million in doing doing what you do.
1: Yeah, well, number one, thank you, and and I'm I'm happy to uh, be involved in the in that event and looking forward to that. There is a lot of um very generous people in aviation and not only aviation, but in the community. And I feel like everybody that wants to, that are involved in aviation, we want to see the youth come into it. And we want to see those that maybe have been wanting to do this their whole life and say, Hey, you know what? How do I get into that? Maybe we can provide them a scholarship or you know, a scholarship to a, 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 mm-hmm. an an aviation school or you know, an, a college. You know that you know Embry Riddle something like that. Mm-hmm. But we're involved. Smokehouse Pilots is involved with um, an organization called the Aviation Expo, and so we've been partnering with them for two or three years, three or four years now, and raising quite a bit of funds, like you mentioned to put kids through some sort of aviation type of career.
2: Are these the STEM flights that you do?
1: That's a totally different thing, but but yes, that is something we do. Um, So STEM flights is a... Is a uh, nonprofit whereby they provide pilot mentors. Mm-hmm. I'm a pilot mentor for STEM flights, and what we do is we take children on their first flight, if you will. It's amazing. Uh, the, my son's
0: going. Oh yeah. my gosh.
1: Yeah. So uh, we we have a curriculum that they can take a look at and choose what kind of mission we, mm-hmm. we can do together, and uh, you know I took a young woman uh, not too long ago. And it was amazing. I mean, it just get like the expression on someone's face. Right. And I
0: saw, I saw your post in Smokehouse Pilots that you canceled one of the flights with a young lady because the wind was
1: so windy yeah. this past week. Yeah, this past weekend I was supposed to go on Saturday and well, I was supposed to go Saturday. I canceled on Saturday because the winds were pretty high. And then I woke up in the morning on, on Sunday at like 5 a.m. And I saw they were supposed to be high again. Mm-hmm. And there's really no point in doing something like that. Um, when it's somebody's first time. In this particular young lady, she's 14 years old. She wants to become an astronaut. Wow. In, um, yeah, she lives in, uh, in uh, Winchester. So her mom was going to bring her over and we're going to take off from Leesburg. So we, we're going to reschedule that. But um, as a pilot mentor, you have to really make sure that the, uh, the conditions are right. And all that to say, it's just, to me, the coolest thing to see somebody's face when we get back on the ground. Well, even when they're in the air and they're actually, they actually fly the airplane. And wow. so it's it's really neat. So. And that's just another – awesome. That's just
0: one of the major, many major things that the local airport contributes to our community. You know, it's endless, honestly. Mm-hmm. We could go on all day about that. But I think it all ties back to why it's so important that we have basic safety mm-hmm. opportunities for our pilots, for the people that are going back and forth, our kids – and the community around us. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. This is just totally insane to me.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's it's tough because a lot of it's out of our control, right? And so, but I always say that we can always do better, and I think this is an exact situation that we can do better. So, um, what
2: can we do as a community? Maybe if we're not involved in the airport or some of the stuff that you do, what can the local community do?
1: Yeah, great question. I right now the only thing I know that we can do right now came from the airport commission meeting that I was at last week or two weeks ago. And what I did was I took the form. It's actually a form letter Mm -hmm. that's written to our representatives. And I put that on our smokehouse pilots website. So actually if you go to the smokehousepilots.com and you click on save the tower, Mm -hmm. you can literally click two clicks and download that form and customize it to why you think that we should save the control tower and send it off um, via email and, and also written letters. And so you know, I think I've, like I said, I think I have probably 150 friends that have done this. And so it's, I think it's creating impact, but we don't know. And so it's, I think that Imagine if the
3: schools and the parents did it, right? If more and more people came together. Especially that neighborhood.
1: Yeah. And so it's, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff at play here, but I, you know, every day my phone's ringing about it and it's, um, you know, I'm just getting bits and pieces here. I feel like at this point I've done what I can, which is If there was a way to remove the barrier of somebody helping Mm -hmm. versus going to the town website and diving into where the aviation stuff is and getting that form and download it and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, what I was trying to do is pull it up Mm -hmm. and then just one click, boom, you can get the information and go and send it off.
2: Right. That Um, makes it easier.
1: Makes it easy. But sometimes, you know, we have these, you know, these initiatives that we find ourselves in and you're like, oh, man, I really want to help. And then like, well, I'll get to it later because It's going to take me a while, and mm-hmm. that's what I was like. You know what? We got to figure this out and actually make it easy for people mm-hmm. to help. Right. So that's, that's what I would do is mm-hmm. go to again, click on smokehousepilot.com, save the tower, and it's just right there and right there in okay. front of you. So,
0: we that awesome. is amazing. We that. all we all can do that, absolutely. And thank you for making it easy for people to find right. and to do. You really took the lead on that,
1: yeah. No, no, I mean, it's, it's my pleasure. I mean, I think that you know, even being able to go to the airport commission meeting and just distill that information is, I feel like it's a you know, look, the the mission of smokehouses, it's aviation plus community equals opportunity impact. And if we can if we can do all of that and, and actually help through this particular tower situation, I think that's our goal. That's our mission. That's exactly yeah, what we're I really to hope do. that right. this
0: happens. I, I hope something comes of this because yeah. it's incredible what you guys do. I mean, I know only I only know about all of this through you. Mm-hmm. Um But I know that some of the stuff that Smokehouse Pilots Club does is really so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys, if you meet once a month or something Mm -hmm. and you all come from different parts of the country Mm -hmm. and you network or hang out, like wherever it might be, Key West. But
2: (laughs) (laughs) but while you're there, (laughs) I know I will network for Key
0: West. (laughs) (laughs) But while you're there, you might have a service dog that needs transport. Yeah. And so you'll pick up that service dog and send them over to where Wherever they need to go because you're in that community service loop so you know what how you can help how you can plug in
1: yeah yeah that's exactly right you know so we do events every month um, we do two ev- a month essentially um, we do a, what we call a, a flyout, and we go somewhere and we have lunch and then we come back everybody used to just go from Leesburg to the place that we were going to and now it seems like everybody's coming kind of converging Different from places. the east coast and which mm-hmm. is kind of cool and then we do something we call a speak out. And so here in Ashburn, we um, we have a, a restaurant that we go to, the Wing Factory, and and uh, we bring a speaker in.
2: Imagine that. That's a cool a, place to go Considering yeah, right. <laughs> what you do.
1: Yeah. And uh, we bring in a speaker and then, um, you know, everybody comes and has drinks and eats and, and just socializes and listens to the speaker. I mean, we've had astronauts. We've had the commander of the USS Cole. We've had all kinds of cool people.
0: So do you have That's to have awesome. a plane? No, absolutely <laughs> okay. not. Absolutely. Hey, you going to the next one? <laughs> <line>? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to I go. <laughs> or do you have to know somebody who has a plane? <laughs> Chat <Jack. laughs> Done. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: no, you know, look, I mean, Smokehouse is made up of uh, uh, people who have a passion for aviation. And that means anybody from somebody that just loves to take aviation pictures to somebody that's been a, um, an Air Force One pilot. I mean, anywhere in between there commercially, uh, military, general aviation, everything in between Mm -hmm. student pilot to the most experienced airline pilot. We have it. So um, we did build a mentorship program within Smokehouse as well. So we paired up people with mentors within Smokehouse. And so there's, there's just all kinds of stuff that's going on Mm -hmm. um, and trying to create, again, impact. And that's what it's all about.
0: Well, I know you're taking my son up at some point. Yep. Um, Dane's going to be 13 soon. So maybe after um, his birthday, we'll do a little, a little fun time up there. But when he's up there, I really want to make sure he's safe. Mm-hmm. And so I know I trust you, and I know a parent would have to trust somebody to take their child up into a small aircraft, mm-hmm. right? Aww. But I don't know everybody else that's up there, and I don't know anybody's medical conditions, and I don't know what might happen environmentally. And I wish that I knew that it was the tower was a, was a promised, it was a, a steady a thing that we can yeah, count right. on. And it's just, I mean, I feel like a little bit like it's kind of crazy to expect people to get out there with their binoculars at this point point, <laughs> right. and to what, walkie-talkie communicate.
1: Essentially. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, and that's what it is, right? This doesn't just impact the pilots. And that's, I mean, you're spot on. And that's why you have to find ways to make it apparent of how it impacts other people who aren't specifically in aviation. Right. Your point about having a parent be okay with their child going up in an aircraft mm-hmm. with someone they probably don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having that trust level. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day about that. That is a piece of it. Now, on to add on top of that, we're taking away a safety aspect that all of us would benefit from. Mm. And so, again, that, that's how powerful this conversation should be and how, how it actually does impact the community far beyond yeah. what we think. what Far beyond yeah. what it looks like, right? Yeah.
0: Right. So on the road, we have stoplights, stop signs, you know, lines, you know, rumble strips, <laughs> uh, speed bumps, yeah. Yeah. police officers, every corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yeah. So in the air you kind of know what you're, you know what I mean? Like that's, what do you have? Like your little screen, (laughs) the radar?
1: (laughs) we'll we'll call it that, yeah. Yeah, we do have, um, you know, we'd have traffic on board is what we call it. And we have the technology that we can see other airplanes in the air and all of that good stuff, which is still gonna happen, right? As pilots, we're always gonna be looking out to see Mm -hmm. what's outside. We're we're gonna always have our eyes out the window when we can. When I say when we can, meaning that we're not in a cloud. if we're in the cloud, we're always inside the cockpit. But if we're visually like it is today, you know, we're we're looking outside, seeing and avoiding, but we also see it on our screen. Mm-hmm. That to say, you know, you can go to other airports where you don't need – somebody doesn't need to have that technology or their ADS-B so that you can actually see other aircraft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just we've seen tragic situations just recently where mid-airs can happen. And uh, it's the reality of it. And so I don't think that this is a matter of if. This is a matter of when yeah. something happens. Well, look,
0: like, so on the roads, you have people getting T-boned. You have, regardless of all of the stuff that we have laid out for us to keep us safe on the yeah. roads, accidents happen. Right. I mean, because somebody's distracted and they're looking at their phone or, you know, whatever. the There's a, a malfunction with the car. That's going to happen in the air as well, and the tower is just another safety mechanism to make oh, yeah. sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. I love, love flying with the tower or flying mm-hmm. instruments all the time because it just, it just is another set of eyes, and why wouldn't you do it if you have mm-hmm, it? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Before we got on, I said that if we remove the tower or the remote uh, AT services that we have, it's as if we're removing a stoplight from a four-way intersection in, right. in the air and so or on the road that is and mm-hmm. um, and that's just going to cause a disaster. so I, I don't know like I mean I've been harping on this for a long time over the past few weeks of the safety aspect, and I hope that all the important people that are working on this behind the scenes, mm-hmm. if you will, can actually come to some senses right. and agreements right. you know
0: yeah, unfortunately, sometimes it takes a tragedy to have exactly. people reevaluate their decisions.
1: Yeah, and I, and I said to someone the other night, I said, this is just tragic in the sense that probably the, right, the same people that are talking about this right now could very well be the person that they have the midair. You know, it's, right. and how ironic would that be? And I know that I'm projecting and that's kind of ridiculous sometimes, but at the end of the day, that's how serious this is. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, I mean, with Smokehouse being so prominent at Leesburg, it's going to be somebody we know. And that's yeah, going to be, oh a, my gosh. A, a, it's going to be a tough thing. That's
0: a scary feeling. It is. Yeah, it's just unnecessary. Scary. This shouldn't be an issue. Exactly.
1: No, it shouldn't. But we should have been planning for this a long time ago. But we also probably should have had the reality that it probably wasn't going to happen either. So it's just, it's a really tough situation. But um, I was involved in the, the whole uh, installation of this thing in 2015 and 16 of being a test pilot of taking off and then, They were doing all kinds of testing and we were, you know, simulating different things, bird strikes, whatever it might be. And so to see this come full circle that it worked
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and
1: now it's all of a sudden getting ready to be taken away. It's like Mm -hmm. it's really an ironic thing.
3: So prior to that technology coming into Leesburg, because I'm assuming it it did make the airspace safer, Mm -hmm. were there a lot of unfortunate events um, like collisions prior to 2015?
1: There were definitely some, there was, there's definitely been a lot of close mid airs. Um, I don't have the exact figure. Right. Um, I will say that the, the safety aspect of having that tower increased tremendously. Now it's really hard. There's been people out there that have, have said this and, in, and it's not right. It's, it's actually very inaccurate is that, well, we'll just go back to doing what we were doing when the tower mm-hmm. wasn't there.
0: It's not the same airspace.
1: It's not the same because number one, we have now one more additional FBO. Mm-hmm. Before we had one, now we have mm-hmm. two. We have one, if not maybe two, more flight schools. So at the time we had three. Right. Now we have five. Mm-hmm. And the traffic has gone up about 47% wow. since we've had the That's tower. a huge increase. It's a huge increase. Yeah. So you can't compare apples to apples. It's an apple to right. orange um, comparison. and But people don't realize that.
2: And mm-hmm. you also have people used to it now, right? right? right. Like Exactly. It's, they're counting on it, so it gives you that... Sort of easy. Yeah.
3: But well, just, at least we have this. Right. But just like he said, that was 40% less right. prior to 2015. Yeah. And there were possibilities of mid-air collision. Now with 40% more it's 40 traffic, traffic. It's even more chaotic. It's even more chaotic yeah. to even think that. So
1: 47%? 47% increase in traffic since wow. we've gotten to town. So and you're
0: 50%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, I really appreciate you. <laughs> uh, I want to get my son up before that tower comes down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, we can do that.
0: So I'm kind of curious. How did you get involved into flying?
1: Uh, good question. So I, I'm from Indiana, in the middle, born and raised in the middle of nowhere. And f- I, after college, I went to Ball State. I went, moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And I was at a, a small financial planning firm there. And during, my, this is a crazy story. It's it's really not that cool. I wish it was a cooler story, but it's, <laughs> it's not. Um, I was on my lunch breaks when I was mm-hmm. working at this financial planning firm, and I was in an operations role, essentially running the firm from an operations standpoint, systems, you know, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. And so what I was doing, I was finding myself literally getting a Subway sandwich and going to the airport, which mm-hmm. was Page Field in Fort Myers. And I would sit there and watch airplanes. Oh, and that's awesome. I would listen to ATC and I would watch the airplanes and I would eat and I would go back to my office. Well, if like that, that didn't away.
2: bore you, you definitely have a passion for right. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But what I but this is the reason I was doing it. I was going there because I was like, there's gotta be a way that you can correlate what you're seeing in the air as far as how this air, you know, this was a controlled airfield, by the right. way how all these planes are coming in and out and seamlessly. There's always something that's going on mm-hmm. and they're working the system perfectly and they're talking and they're doing everything right. And so what I was doing, I was write, writing about the correlation between financial planning and oh, flight planning. Oh, that's
2: amazing. Um, mm. And then
1: cockpit management and firm management or wow. organization management. Right. So I was doing a lot of that writing and, um, and that's the reason I was going there. And to waste time on my lunch break, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and so then one day I said, you know what? I need to do that. And so I decided to walk in and um, signed up for a discovery flight. And about six and a half months later, I was a pilot. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. That
0: is actually a very that's interesting awesome. that's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Not cool for you, but cool for us. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is, a, this is a, a natural segue into, are you single? <laughs> That's
1: really not. That's uh, that. that. was so off Jeez. course. That was <laughs> 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 <Really laughs> natural segue, huh? My natural
2: segue was going <laughs> to be, what's your day job? I feel like mine <laughs> might be on the better track here. <laughs>
0: well, I do think well, that. Well, I, I am sorry, but I, when he said that story, I thought that was attractive. Like, you know. All right, Gabe. Answer the question. Answer the answer both. We turned the corner, huh?
1: We turned the corner. Yeah. Um,
0: all right. So, yes, you're single. I know you're single because I set you up on a blind date, and I'm super <laughs> excited to hear about how that goes. Oh, jeez. But, um, but also, so go What's ahead. What's your day job? <laughs>
1: yeah. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> you're dreaming. You'll wake up soon. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Day job? Yeah. My day job. So I am a a professional EOS implementer, as you all know, and I help organizations with their vision, their execution plan to achieve that vision and being a healthy leadership team. So I work with a variety of different organizations, Mm -hmm. um, very uh, different industries and things like that, but really just breaks down to working with leadership teams to build the, the foundation to execute on their vision while also becoming a very, very healthy leadership team. Um, and so that's what I do, and, and it's been that's a lot awesome. of fun. I, I love doing what I do. I don't really even feel like it's work, it just is something mm-hmm. that I do mm-hmm. that supports sort of my hobby of flying. And so um, both of those go hand in hand I for me. I think you've at this done point. a great
0: job integrating work with what you're passionate about mm-hmm. all the way around. Yeah. And, and, you know, and thank you for teaching us the EOS system with the collective because we actually had an L10 meeting.
1: Perfect. Love it. How'd it go?
0: It was great. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it I wasn't, was so Yeah, <laughs> but David ran it. So okay, David good, ran it. Um, I didn't have my EOS book with me, but David had snapshots. And so he, he ran had it
3: all the notes and it there.
0: was really well run and it good. felt really professional and organized and, and 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 it was just everybody got a chance to speak. And uh-huh. We began with what you taught us, which was, you know, your personal win, your business win. Yeah, and everybody got to go around, and it was nice to hear everybody's success. Cool. And
1: then you go to the left. Go to the left. And we went to the left. Yeah. Yeah, You know why we do that, right? Remember?
0: I can't remember.
1: It's because we save time in the meeting because if you wait on somebody else to say what they're going to say, you can, you can basically take the the cumulative of that and it's going to be 10, 15 minutes, almost every single meeting. So that's the reason we do that.
2: So I've been doing some stuff for my business and I've actually gone back to like the notebook to look at stuff you had to like answer questions for myself. Uh And it, truly is life-changing. Yeah. So I'm excited to share that. Yeah, I mean, I think it helps you clarify what your vision and mission might be. Sometimes you guys, you know, small businesses are a one-man show. Yeah. And that makes it really hard, but it helps you prioritize. So I think not only for big teams, but just small family-owned businesses, this is something that could change their lives because they're doing everything and getting that organization is key. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. I mean, I say that EOS runs super well for organizations that are already running a great business Mm -hmm. and they just want to get more of their time back.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what what
1: it's supposed to do. And I've
0: been sharing it with so many different people. I mean, it it really is a model that works in almost any organization. Mm -hmm. I mean, a family, if you want to be like, you know, a little bit more organized, you know, nonprofits, uh, Mm -hmm. us as a collective, and then obviously any business. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really crazy that- you laid it out so easily that I can remember it. I guess it was, you're a very visual mm-hmm. teacher. And so I'm a visual learner. Right. And that was easy for me to retain. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, all the work we do, right. It's, 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 you walk into the conference room when you all join me and, and uh, you, you don't go to the PowerPoint, you know, mm-hmm. we go to a whiteboard and we draw everything and kind of visualize it, what, what it looks like. And, you know, keep kill combined. We erase, we right. add stuff and, and so it's this fluid way of building what you want real time versus getting caught into a software and system I think or something.
2: My favorite part was when we sort of worked backwards to see what we needed when mm-hmm. we were doing rock and all of that. It kind of showed me like there's no one way to do this. And right. you really do kind of cater it to the people you have in the room because we do get easily distracted. <laughs> and,
1: <you No>. know, <laughs> yeah, know, <right?
2: laughs> or have too much fun when we're together. But it, I think that's my point is like if there is a business that is struggling or wants to get organized or take it to the next level, they should totally reach out to you. And how can they find you?
1: Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, you can go to uh, eosworldwide.com and find me there. Um, and I have a, a site there that's built that has everything on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my email is actually gabriel.muller at eosworldwide.com. But, um, but yes, you're right. I mean, it's, it's a system that is industry agnostic. It does not matter what, what it is. Right. Um, but it matters. The, the organization needs to be entrepreneurial. And they need to think like entrepreneurs and they need to think like i'm more scared of being complacent than i am making change mm-hmm, yes. um and so it's that's the type of people that i love working with
0: you like the teams yeah. you like the leaders and you like decision makers
1: yeah decision makers and not the person that's going to say hey you know we went through this whole structure by the way everything we do in the us is structure first people second mm-hmm. which is ironic because people want to always be right. people first and mm-hmm. then put them into a role We do the complete opposite, and we create that structure, which is the foundation of everything. And then you layer on top of that the vision. So Mm -hmm. you don't start with vision. You start with the structure. Right. And that's sometimes a little bit different for people. Yeah. It's a little backwards, right? Because you,
2: you know, your first priority is always like mission, vision, values. Like until you have that, you can't be a company or a brand or a team or whatever else. So when you don't, you almost feel lost. Mm -hmm. But I loved how we're working another way. Like we all know why we do what we do, but to have an exact mission statement, I think we won't have that till we sort of know what our role in it is and what our goals are for it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's right. I mean it's it's like you put the right structure in place, then you put the people in the structure, right. in those structures, and then you turn around and you say, okay, collective, if you will, what's the vision? And and it's that mm-hmm. leadership team that creates that vision together, right? Because it's you really have the right people. It's really been hard for the
0: collective just because we've evolved so quickly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And and every it's not we didn't grow into a big Facebook group; we grew into a networking machine, mm-hmm. right? And a charity, a philanthropic kind of um. like arm is huge Mm -hmm. so it's just still evolving right and it's just
2: and very quickly yeah I think that's the part where like we sort of needed this now Mm -hmm. and if we didn't have it we would be struggling a lot more but I think that helps us sort of get organized and be able to like hone in on what we really need to hone in on
1: yeah and it's providing clarity for folks to understand how they can help Right. right, because you build those structures and the, the roles, and then you say, "This is what we need in the roles," and who is it out there that I've matches been our values? Roles. <laughs> yeah. Who match our values that then can help us? Right. Way? So, yeah, it's a. It, I love the system, and as a matter of fact, I mean, I used to be an integrator. Uh, you know, not as a professional implementer, but mm-hmm. I was the COO as the integrator. That's what mm-hmm. my role was. And That's the reason I'm doing this, is because right. I realized that it was a pretty powerful thing, and so. Right. It does help entrepreneurs sleep better at night. I think it helps them you know, get more of their time back and hopefully be with their family or whatever it is. Yeah. Well,
0: And also, we definitely drug Gabe into the team. Which is so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> I was so scared to ask you. I was like, really? oh, my God, he's going to say no. <laughs> I don't want it to be no. awkward, but oh. I was like, I really it's want him you, on the team. <laughs> 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 and now you have him set up on a flight date. That You're in
2: trouble, fun. Gabe. No.
0: <laughs> well, I, I trust that you will let us know whatever it is that you want to do in the group. I'm yeah. hoping that we're going to get you in front of the microphone. And you're going to be running a couple of coffees here in Loudon, you know, two or three. Pick your months, and I'm super excited for people to get to know you that don't yep. know you and learn from you yes. because you're a wealth of knowledge.
1: Well, right? thank exactly. you. That's super kind of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're no, it's, excited. This has been great. You know, it's it's been cool because I've been, you know, I, I've been familiar with your your group for a while, right? And, and i have been watching it grow and I've been involved just as a member and you know, seeing things post and things like that. But then. When you and I connected and over, I guess it would have been lunch, but we had tea. <laughs> tea. Um, we had tea. <laughs> it was uh, it was great because it was it was like almost as if I, I, I met somebody that actually truly understood the challenges that you, you face when you build a group like that, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. And so it was a pretty cool connection. And so I was so
0: cool. I'm it was really, so cool.
1: Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun for me. So I thank you so much for for. Having me in and, and doing this, so yeah. so I know we are to have excited. you. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: very, very thankful to have you on the team, and look forward to anything that you want to do, add, or whatever. We just love you're so knowledgeable. You have so much to offer. You are absolutely like minded. You give back to the community. You really truly care, and you've integrated your passions into your business, which is what we've all done here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like. It's just an easy... Power team. Yeah. There you go, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I really enjoyed that day that we had together at the Vine. That was so much fun. And I left and I was like, you know, hopefully that's a kick off into the direction that you want to go and, and get you guys moving in that direction. And then when you reach back out, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a blast. So. Uh, so, oh, well, uh, God told you. me,
0: so it's totally blessed. There,
1: there you go. go. <laughs> uh, there
0: you go. All right, so do we want to talk about events? Well, Bubbles and bling. Uh, thank yeah. you, Gabe. Oh, it's yes, exciting. Do you
2: want to talk about that package really fast? Like that raffle yes. prize now that we have Oh, and we here. actually
0: added to the package. Oh, we did? Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, we did. <laughs> so yesterday I was at Silver Diner. And uh, I was there all day Um, (laughs) (laughs) in my office. Yeah. So along comes Colleen Shoemaker with Genesis Restoration. And she, I was just talking to her and David Weinschel and I was mentioning how, yes, we have a few opportunities for sponsorships still available. She said, well, I want to sponsor. And so I was like, okay, great. So Genesis is a new sponsor. Yes, She's also going to be sponsoring one of our coffees. So she'll be providing the pastries for, I think, May since we have March and April taken care of. So then we were talking about the, you know, you and the different raffle prizes that we have and how amazing they are. And then David Weinschel with Bluemont Station Winery was like, oh, let me do this. So he goes, after the Sunset Brewery Tour that Gabe Muller with Smokehouse Pilots is going to donate, then we're going to have Scott Fink with five executive five-star chauffeur service mm-hmm. is going to have a nice Black Suburban waiting for the lucky winners from the airport, and they'll be escorted instead of straight to hidden bed and breakfast. They're going to be escorted along the way to Bluemont Station. (gasps) Oh,
2: nice. Where they're going to have okay, now I need to
0: win this. (laughs) Where they're going to have a wine tasting and charcuterie platter. laid out for them since they'll be hungry.
1: Sure. And then
0: they will be after that escorted down to Hidden View bed and breakfast for the evening and a breakfast in the morning. That's awesome! That's <laughs> so amazing. I need to really... win this, like right now. Yeah. I know. I keep saying it. Like I have
3: to get my checkbook ready. Yeah. If you're <laughs> yeah, listening, you, yeah. you owe you me one. Do.
0: So that's that is our fly away with me package. That's amazing. Um, and then we have many other packages. We have one that was just donated a week in Orlando at her house right across the street Which from Magic. Which
3: is a gorgeous house. The gorgeous. pictures were amazing. I need that too. <laughs>
0: Hot tub. And <laughs> yeah, it's right. right across the Need all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's right across the, the way from Magic Kingdom, so you—I mean—and oh, nice. not Magic oh. Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Animal, animal Park, King. the Animal Kingdom. So, and it has some kind of shared amenities where they have a—you have access to all of the the stuff. So there'll like, be lions in your pool. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine do lions swim? <laughs> and I think that's a five-bedroom, sure four-bath house. And then we have a Vegas package where we have um, Angie Erskine's has donated one of her two locations in vegas wow um, and we're gonna have a week at i think it's right off the strip how do we know the oh, coolest cool. people right and, <laughs> I just asked that. and so we're gonna call Man. that the high roller package Ooh. um and then oh, we have a, a weekend in berkeley springs at a bed and breakfast there that heather Pressler has donated wow and moises card i'm not sure how to say his last name
3: Cárdenas.
0: Cárdenas. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Well, nailed um, that <laughs> in the American version. Cárdenas. <laughs> Cardenas.
3: Yeah, Cárdenas.
0: Um, so he has donated. He's going to show up to the bed and breakfast in Berkeley Springs, and he's going to do a whole photo shoot for this lucky couple. Wow. Um, and they're also going to do a video to commemorate the entire event, like a little movie. And then Nicole so cool. Campbell with "Let's Stay Together," who does couples date night planning and also events. She's putting together a beautiful overnight package with champagne and chocolate and who knows what else is gonna be in there. My God.
1: That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> this I is mean, gonna be are... the
0: event of the year. I know. And that's
1: all being raffled wow. off that night. Yeah. That's all being raffled off. Bring your that. checkbooks. Wow. Yeah.
0: I know. Yeah. I want Vegas. I want Vegas. I, I want, want Florida. The, I want that. And all. the flyaway with I want Vegas. Them all, yeah. We also have um an in-home personal dinner, a chef is going to come in and create (laughs) a custom dinner of for 10 people. And that's going to be one, another giveaway. We have a custom picnic adventure where it'll be set up with the, the little tents and the pillows and the food. And it'll be a custom picnic for four, all set up, totally catered and broke down for you. I
1: love so that. we
0: have a lot. Of that's cool really stuff. cool. Yeah. Oh my
2: gosh.
3: Oh my gosh. That's I can't wait. Well, <laughs> I know that day I'm gonna be like, "Hey God, it's me again." You always <laughs> <I> promise <laughs> this is the last thing I'll ask for <laughs> until
1: tomorrow, <laughs> until
2: tomorrow,
3: right.
1: Right. <laughs> and then
0: the diamond, oh, right? Yeah. And, and then the, the half carat, carat diamond.
1: All oh, right. Yeah, and yeah, Hunt right. Country
0: Jewelers is going to be giving away a half carat diamond. So I mean, it's, it's gonna beautiful. be a beautiful. event. Yeah. Be, it's going to be so much fun. So then we're going to pop over now to our Kids Collective. This is our very last yeah. podcast that we have wrapped up from our Kids Collective vendor event from the Dallas Town Center Mall last summer. We did a podcast there. Aaron Sefchik went out there, and he interviewed every single one of those kids and and worked with us on that and it was really special for them. And this is our last one. And we've Aww. been ending our podcast with those interviews. Um, we're looking forward to this summer when we can have our another vendor event and we can get all of them podcasted again for next year. And new, new kids. Yes. Imagine. I'm just oh, so excited. excited. these
1: double, kids are adorable. That's awesome.
0: It'll be double. That's
1: what the what most
2: was. money I've spent on that mall that day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It that was is fun. True. That's Okay, great. so let's <laughs> pop over. Hello everybody, and thank you for being here. We are at the Dulles Town Center Mall with Gabby with Gabby's Boutique. Gabby, tell us a little bit about your your business, please. So, I started about 2 years ago. I would see my mom sell stuff and she inspired me to start up my own business and just to see people happy. Aw, that's so sweet. So you've been doing this for about two years now. Yeah. What are some of the things? What are some of the items that you sell at your boutique? I sell keychains, earrings, purses, bracelets, um, makeup. I did I see a Gucci purse over there? Yeah. 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 I thought I did. <laughs> how did so so? How do you um, acquire these items? How do you find them? So. I buy them online and then I upload them on my website. Okay, so if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how could they get a hold of you, from your website? Yeah, or my Facebook. Okay, so they can just look up Gabby's Boutique, G-A-B-Y-S? Yeah, Gabby's Boutique, and they can find you on Facebook and they can order from your website yeah I love it. I loved your I loved your vendor stand out there that was filled with a lot of really amazing looking things. So can you tell me what is one of your favorite things about being a young entrepreneur? Well, I like like seeing people smile and I like to just give things out to people who like things that they enjoy. so you just love making people happy yeah. Aw, I love that. That is so sweet. I think you're going to be very successful because people who are community forward and driven by other people's happiness are always the happiest people. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today. You're Bye. Okay, so we're back. And that is it for our podcast today. And I would like to thank Gabe Muller with Smokehouse Pilots for being our guest today and talking about what's going on with the Leesburg Airport and the the tower and bringing that to our awareness, because it is a definite safety concern.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me and for sharing this message um, for the community, and uh, it's impactful for all of us. So thank you for all of your support, and and I'm looking forward to working with all of you in the future as well.
2: Can you just tell us one more time where they'll go to get this form if they wanna send it?
1: So go to smokehousepilots.com, and there's a tab that says Save the Tower. Um, it's actually save the R Tower, so uh, it's right on the front page. Um, awesome. One click there, one more click, and you'll have the you'll have the, the form to download. Perfect. Yeah. Thank so you. thank you all so much.
0: Thank you. All right, <laughs> we'll see you out there, SoCro out. Bye. So-co. <laughs>